My name is Martin, and welcome to the Inspiring Minds podcast. In September of 2022, I was asked to give a keynote speech to the New South Wales Alternative Schools Conference. In my presentation, I focused on human brain development from childhood and how that may impact behaviour in adolescents and adults. As an evolutionary biologist, I'm really interested in how environments can shape development, including humans. If you're interested in this topic, I would highly recommend the textbook, The Physiology of Behaviour by Neil Carlson. Behaviour is the result of the interaction between an organism's biological makeup and its environment. The physiology of behaviour refers to the biological and neurological processes that underlie our behaviour. The brain plays a central role in this regulation of behaviour. It receives input from sensory organs and processes this information to generate appropriate responses. The nervous system is responsible for transmitting information between the brain and the rest of the body allowing for rapid communication and coordination of behaviours. Hormones, which are chemical messengers produced by glands in the endocrine system, can also influence behaviour. Genetics can also play a role in behaviour. For example, certain genetic variations have been associated with an increased risk of developing certain behavioural disorders, such as ADHD or addiction. And finally, environmental factors such as upbringing, social experiences and access to resources can also shape our behaviour. Understanding the physiology of behaviour can help us better understand the complex interplay between biology and environment in shaping behaviour and can also inform the development of treatments for behavioural disorders. During my keynote, I discussed one area of the brain in particular, our brainstem. The brainstem is a vital part of the brain that is responsible for controlling many of the body's most important functions, such as heart rate, breathing and blood pressure. It is also involved in regulation of sleep and wakefulness, and in the transmission of sensory information from the body to the brain. Brainstem is important in human processing because it's responsible for many of the body's automatic or reflexive behaviours, and these behaviours are essential for maintaining homeostasis and ensuring the survival of the individual. In addition to this, the brainstem is involved in the processing of sensory information from the body. It receives input from the senses and relays this information to the rest of the brain, allowing us to perceive and interpret the world around us. The brainstem is therefore a crucial part of the human brain and is essential for maintaining many of the body's most important functions. 
adverse childhood experiences or ACEs or traumatic events or experiences that occur during childhood and can have a lasting negative effect on physical, mental and emotional health. ACEs can include physical, sexual or emotional abuse, exposure to violence or substance abuse in home and neglect. Research has shown that ACEs can have a significant impact on the development of the brain and can affect the structure and function of brain regions, including the brain stem. For example, exposure to ACEs has been linked to changes in the stress response system, which is regulated by the brain stem. This can lead to an overactive stress response, which can have negative effects on physical and mental health, including an increased risk of developing mental health disorders. ACEs can also affect the development of brain regions involved in emotional regulation, decision-making and impulse control, which can in turn impact behaviour. Overall, it's clear that ACEs can have a lasting impact on brain development and can affect behaviour. It is important to recognise the impact of ACEs to provide support and interventions to individuals who have experienced them in order to mitigate their negative effects. Such trauma can have a significant impact on an individual's perception of the world and their ability to engage with it. One way in which trauma can affect perception is by altering the way that the sensory information is processed in the brainstem. For example, individuals with PTSD may have increased sensitivity to stimuli or may have difficulty filtering out irrelevant information, leading to an overload of sensory input. This can lead to difficulty in focusing and processing information, which can affect an individual's ability to engage with the world. Trauma can also affect the way that an individual processes their own emotions and memories. Individuals with PTSD may have difficulty regulating their emotions and may experience intense negative emotions or flashbacks to the traumatic event. This can also interfere with their ability to engage with the present moment and lead to the avoidance of activities or situations that remind them of the trauma. In my speech, I also referred to a recent paper by Dr. Shireen Harikaran, Dr. Margaret McKinnon and Dr. Ruth Linnaeus, titled How Processing of Sensory Information from the Internal and External Worlds Shapes the Perception and Engagement with the World in the Aftermath of Trauma, Implications for PTSD. In this study, they postulate that a healthy individual's sensory information comes in via the brainstem and is then sent to the insula, which is like a superhighway for information. Here, that information is sent to the prefrontal cortex, where the individual can process the information. If we contrast that with individuals affected with PTSD, 
information still comes in via the brainstem and is still sent to the insula. However, instead of sending that information to the prefrontal cortex, the insula sends it back into the brainstem and the limbic system, where we find the emotional areas of the brain and where we find our flight, fight or freeze response. Essentially, the information is stuck in a loop between the brainstem and the insula. So what can we do? Well, there are several evidence-based treatments for PTSD that can be effective in reducing symptoms and improving quality of life. These treatments include cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. This type of therapy helps individuals to identify and change negative thought patterns and behaviors that contribute to their PTSD symptoms. Exposure therapy. This type of therapy involves gradually exposing the individual to the traumatic event or reminders of the event in a controlled and safe environment with the goal of helping them to process and overcome their traumatic memories. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR. This type of therapy involves the use of eye movements or other forms of bilateral stimulation to help the individual process and make sense of their traumatic memories. And finally, medications such as antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication can be an effective way in reducing symptoms of PTSD, such as sleep disturbances and anxiety. In a future episode, I'll be discussing why development of the brainstem is so important for young children and exposure to a range of different environments and experiences can be extremely positive for them. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe and share with others to help spread the word.